Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and craft beer. It's just three friends getting together to have a chat, have a few beers, talk about some computer games, talk about some beers. I'm Ben. I'm here with Lucy. Hello. So when you say computer games, <laughs> like when you say craft beer, we actually talk about tabletop games once in a while, board games. That's very true. We have done, yes. Mobile Games? Yeah, well, mobile games are still yeah. video games. Oh, but you said computer well, games. Com- That's true. I did say computer. But yeah, I mean, it's a small yes, computer. It depends on a how tiny, you define tiny computer. computer. Has it got a cell? Has it got a cell processor in it? It does. I mean, then it's a computer, well, right? But that is the weirdest definition of a computer I've ever heard. Does it have a cell processor? <laughs> well, do it. Do, do any computers not have cell processors in them? When you say cell processor, what do you mean? Is a calculator can... a computer? Ooh. I mean, you... <laughs> I'm going to C- stand a right rabbit hole here. Uh, well, no, if it has no. CPU and, and RAM and some sort of um, output graphics to a screen, I would say a calculator fails. A graphing calculator might pass, given that it's programmable to a certain extent and has an operating system, but a regular calculator doesn't run programs. It just computes. Mm, that's true. That's true. That other voice you hear giving us that excellent definition on calculators is Adul Kerji. That's me, Mr. Hello. Calculator. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> You've returned. You're no longer in the frozen north. Yeah. The rainy north. And, and, and hopefully I'll actually appear on this week's episode. We had some yeah. technical <laughs> malfunctions uh, last week. and uh, We recorded an episode. While I was in yes. the frozen wastelands, actually the sodden wastelands of um, mm. the west coast of Canada, but uh, alas, the techni- it wouldn't be tanked up if we didn't have some weird technical issue with Skype, Skype a density, etc. I said exactly, a density. Exactly. Or density. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, we have to constantly move mm-hmm. sway to the beat whilst you record. Uh, <laughs> yes, I did, I did mention um, when Lucy and I did another episode, did another recording to chat about genital jousting last week. I did say that I might put out uh, just Adel and I's audio, uh, but There's a big pain as I was ass. editing, um, I didn't. Uh, the, the, the conversation involved Lucy too much for her to not have been present in what we were saying. Plus, when I thought it'll be funny, I'll put some some crazy sound effects or some music in when Lucy's talking. <laughs> it seemed a little bit too reductive and as if we were completely throwing Lucy's opinion out the window, which we don't do. So well, you're not going to get it. When we do it, we in. do it to her face. Yeah, that's sorry. true. Which sounds that's dirtier true. than I meant. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Should we open up a beer? Yeah, that sounds yes. like a good plan. Good. What are you? Uh, uh, well. As you're returning, Adol, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking the Brew by Numbers 1126 Session IPA, the Chinook Columbus Summit. It is a 4.2% um, Session IPA, and uh, their brewer's note is just a highly hopped, low ABV IPA. Please drink fresh. Mm. Nice. Oh, it's best served. Oh, no, I, I lied. It also has um, water, barley, wheat, hops, and yeast. The things you'd expect. Yeah. Mm. 
Best served at 5.8%, uh, 5.8%, 5.8 degrees Celsius. I'm just batting a 1,000 out of the gate. Um, and judging by the touch of the bottle, I'm going to say roughly 5.8 degrees Celsius because I have magic fingers. <laughs> That's very specific. 5.8. Yeah, right? Uh, yes. That is actually why I wanted to read it. Um, and then I said percent and threw myself off. Um, I'm going to start pouring. <laughs> nice. Lucy, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Fennel Goes um, by Partisan Brewery. Um, it is a beer that was brewed exclusively for Beer 52's 4th Anniversary Collaboration mm. Voyage Series in collaboration with Partisan Brewing and Brewery Anders, inspired by the seashore of the Isle of Eriska. Sorry, I don't know where that is. Probably somewhere Scotland. in Scandinavia. No, it's Scotland. Oh, it's, well, Scotland, Scandinavia today, so... Um, yeah, well, they're similar places, aren't they? Yeah. Celtic or Norse or whatever, something like that. Um, it contains barley, malt, wheat, sea salt, kombu, fennel, coriander and yeast. Hmm. Mm. I've had that. I cannot remember what it was like. <laughs> at all. What, um, what are you drinking? I'm going to drink um, a, a double IPA. It's from a new brewery in Bristol uh, called Fierce and Noble. Um, I think they turned up maybe six months or so ago. Um, we'd seen them in our local Grounded uh, on tap, on draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've brought out some cans. So this is 8%, batch number 7. They do give you a lot of information on the can. It's a massive can. It's a 500ml can. Um doesn't tell me what the hops are uh, but the tasting notes are intense warm tropical lemon and grapefruit flavors on a clean crisp caramel bed it's an easy drinking beer that keeps its muscles under wraps but flexes them whenever it catches your eye it, it, well it's quite an eye-catching can nice pink geometric kind of design <sighs> Nice. 8%, 500ml, jeez, I've picked a good one to start with, haven't I? I was going to say, that's quite the ambitious start. Yes, yes, well, it's been sat in the fridge a little while, so... Uh, yeah, go home or go home. I'm sort of, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Adol, how's your taste? How's it smell? Um, it is quite straw-coloured, slightly hazy, um, you know, it smells quite, it smells like it has... I would almost say both mosaic and citra, but definitely mosaic in it. I could be wrong, mm. but that's what it smells like. So, you know, that that, that fruitiness with a tempered by citrus tang. Yeah. It's a lot watery, more watery than I would have expected. Tastes, mm. um, unlike some other beers, it tastes quite a lot like it, um, it smells. So okay. I'm getting, you know, some tropically flavors. They're not overstated. They're just sort of there. Um, I, even though it's quite wet on the initial taste, it, it dries your mouth, dries out quite quickly, leaving uh, slightly, slightly bitter, but not too much considering it's an IPA. I'm guessing that's because it's just session strength, that it just yep. doesn't have literally the strength to have that bitterness really linger. But what it ends up mm-hmm. doing is leaving you with that dryness in your mouth. Um, the citrusiness... That I'm getting on the nose it doesn't really appear in the taste too much. Okay, it's really it's exactly what you would want on a sunny day on a on a patio, Ooh. though. You know, slightly brisk weather, 
it's, it's yeah. not it's not super it's not like a very it's not a like summer jam sort of beer but it's like i'm enjoying the sun i'm relaxing it's light um it's got a, a nice re- refreshing uh, push right in the front of the taste it's good I like it nice yeah. nice uh, how about you lucy uh it's got it's, it's a goes it's four percent um mm-hmm. it's very very light very subtle in yeah. terms of the aroma and the flavors as well uh, you're getting a bit of coriander a bit of lemon on the nose when you drink it it's it's very subtle the um flavors because it looks like they put a lot into it when, when it says sea salt fennel and coriander mm. it's like it almost disappears like off your palate mm. like 10 seconds after after you drank it it's like i'm sitting here because uh, i haven't taken a sip in probably about 20 seconds and it just doesn't feel like i've had a drink at all i mean it's very refreshing but nothing on, lingers on your palate it's like it's something that you dr- drink as like to clear your palate, just like a aperitif before you before you have your mm. dinner or something like that. And it's 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 nice. Don't get me wrong, but it's a, it, it it doesn't really do anything other than it, it, even in the you know, even in the sense that you don't remember drinking it twenty seconds. Yeah, ago. yeah, because mm. the. The fennel, the coriander—they're not—they're not too strong, which is nice because you know you had a beer last week and it's like, you know, the coriander started taking mm. over a bit. You know, it's, it's somewhat subtle, but once once it takes over, it um, changes the uh, flavor profile of the beer. But this one, it's like, it's nice that those aren't overpowering, but at the mm-hmm. same time, you're not really getting much of them anyway. So. Mm. Mm, it's, it's a strange one. It's nice. It's pleasant. It's something like like yours, deal that you drink in the summer, just as a quench, uh, first quencher. And, but for something that you're looking for deep flavor or complex profile, this isn't the beer. But right. it's still nice. Yeah. 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 I seem to remember thinking something very similar. Mm. You weren't quite getting all of those um, those noted flavors sort of pushing through, but no. it was quite quite a pleasant uh flavor yeah and if if you're not into sours then this would be like a good place Mm. to start Mm. because it's not it's not like puckering sourness um it's only like a a little slight lemon and lime in the flavor it's it's kind of like if you had a chilled you know drink of cordial or something like that right yeah yeah Yeah. nice bit of carbonation as well just to uh, keep it slightly refreshing but yeah it's it's okay. It's okay. Nice. Good stuff. Uh, this double IPA from Fierce and Noble. On the nose, definitely getting those tropical flavours. You know that that is what sort of overpowers the nose more than anything else. But actually, on the flavour, it's tempered down quite a bit. You get a little bit of the citrus coming through, and I, from the way that it looks, uh, it's it's quite a sort of a hazy, golden sort of almost got a slight tint of sort of more bronze to it i suppose but you expect it to kind of be this juice bomb and and almost from what it says on the the label having these tropical fruits pushing through and stuff you expect it to 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 do that but actually it's 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 tempered down quite well and it's it's not hitting you in the face with loads of sort of juice mm. actually the the tropical flavors and the sort of the citrus 
yes, there's there's grapefruit there as well, but they kind of all balance each other out quite well. Uh, and there's a bit of a sweetness to it. And I, it, that might just be the 8% creeping in very slightly, but it, it, it's so subtle that I, I'm not sure if it's the alcohol. You know, I could be mistaking it for the the the, the tropical sort of flavors themselves. But mm. It's very easy to drink. There's a very slight bitterness on the end, not much at all. And actually, it's it's a lot wetter than I thought it would be. Uh, you know, normally when we're sat here drinking tropical double IPAs, we're banging them back yeah. because they're quite dry. And I think the whole time that you were talking about your beer, Lucy, I had one sip yeah. and that was it. I didn't need to. I'm not going back to this beer to to wet my mouth almost. Mm. It's, it's it, it sits very nicely. Uh, I'm not really sure what I kind of expected of it because these guys sort of appeared out of nowhere almost. Mm-hmm. Um Suddenly it was like, oh, they've, uh, there's a new brewery brewing in Bristol. Here are some of their beers. And we'd had a couple on draft. Um, and they hadn't, they weren't, they were good beers, but they weren't they, sort of stand out. They weren't doing anything special. They were standard uh, actually, interpretations of what they were, from what I understand. Like nothing, yes. like they were good examples of craft, but nothing jumped out. Sort of. Yeah. Not disappointing, but not surprising. Yeah, completely. I think. At least in the in our local grounded, it was a um, a session a session pa- a session beer and, a, and an IPA. I think were the two that they had in there. Um, but this actually is balanced very well, mm. and it's 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 very nice. It's very as I say, it's very easy to drink. Um, and with it being so wet, I might actually take my time with a beer for once. Hmm. <laughs> That's quite surprising, yeah. given given the percentage. Um, and the fact that, like, I'd say mine is, I mean, I also haven't been really reaching for the beer, and that's just because the, the bitterness, mm. it's interesting, because for mine, I, I described it as, like, oh, it kind of dries out. Uh, but because it's so weak in the drying out, I, I noticed that if I didn't take that sip, you know, 30, 45 seconds later, I stopped needing it, if that makes sense. So as I was sure, actually okay. paying attention to you guys, I just forgot about my beer. Well, yeah. at, mm. after that initial sip, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to have another sip really quickly. So it's a very interesting um, that they both sort of have this wetness, but mine, mine because of the weakness, and yours somehow mm. despite the strength. Yeah, yeah, it's the same yeah. with mine. It's like don't need to go back for another sip because it's it's not a dry finish by any um, stretch of the imagination. It's quite wet actually, but it's like yeah, I've had my fill and it's 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 a. This is what you drink if you're recovering from a hangover and have to go like have another session planned the next day. <laughs> you start with this just to ease you in, right? It's so yeah. light and so delicately uh, balanced. But um, yeah, I'm tasting a bit of fennel uh, now hmm. um, after a few more sips. So yeah. weird nice. beers we all have. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, <laughs> yes. Not, not maybe not quite what we were expecting. Mm. No, I think that's beers, definitely the nail on the head for me. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, we're going to move into video games. Uh, I, I just wanted to start with something first. Um, Epic Games have released a statement on their website on the 25th of January uh, that they're going to be closing Paragon. Oh, oh shucks. As of 
as of April the 26th, uh, Paragon's a, a hero shooter, like an arena-based hero well, shooter. Well, but it's, 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 it's like a first-person MOBA. More. Yeah. I mean, has... Was it third-person? Oh, it's it third, yeah, person? you're right, it's third-person. I actually... You can see how much we've played this I was in the... Is it play? Or... It, ooh... I don't. I think it was at one point mm. um, before the game release. They did like a big open beta. I think you could then buy maybe different different tiered packs, or maybe it did come free to play at some point, yeah. and then you bought additional characters and things like that. Uh, but they they've basically just uh, come out saying um, they decided to close down Paragon. They appreciate everything that. Um, that the, the you know the passion from the actual community that they have built around the game um after careful consideration and many difficult internal debates we feel there isn't a clear path for us to grow paragon into a moba that retains enough players to be sustainable Told you it was a MOBA. we didn't execute yeah <laughs> we didn't execute well enough to deliver on the promise of paragon we have failed you despite the team's incredibly hard work and we're sorry to make this right and this is really interesting you know games obviously shut down and, and close sort of all the time and get taken offline. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, to try and make this right, Epic is offering a full refund to every Paragon player for every purchase on any platform. What? Oh wow, that's crazy. That is. Could, this that that, that seems insane. Yeah, because like yeah, was it it's Marvel all... Heroes that is getting shut down? Yeah, yeah, from yeah from that, that might have already shut down yeah, from yeah, Gazillion. I think it, did. Like, I think it Marvel was Heroes. December or something. But yeah. I know that they offered refunds to people who. Had like bought it within the last six months or something, which makes sense which, because yeah, if if they knew that they were going to cancel because they can't they cancelled it and then shut it down really quickly yeah versus yeah, the usual like weeks. this will get shut down in six months don't yeah. spend any more money so that's understandable mm. but Paragon's been kicking about for what three years or is it two, two years? yeah two years two years but yeah. I remember it was in beta for quite a while before mm. it actually released and yeah. Adam you and I did try it out on playstation yeah i mean i was in the closed beta from probably at least six months before it came out and i just Mm. after the first couple updates like i played a a bit um when it first came out and after the first couple updates i tried it and i just it just wasn't a game for me the pacing just didn't work um Mm -hmm. and so uh yeah and i I, that's why I struggle to remember if it was free to play or I just had access for so long because my beta carried yeah, over yeah. from um, like super closed beta to the fake closed beta we have now, which is like pre-order style. I still had access then, and I don't remember the, if that's because somehow I got a key or mm. like I just don't remember if it was ever keyed. But I'm not really surprised. Uh, hmm, yeah, it's just a shame for the people who play that game and. It's like uh, when things are, you know, on a past console and, you know, the player base has shrunk and, you know, yeah. understandably because people have moved on to the next generation. It's understandable, but um, something that's this young, like two years, it's a bit of a shame for the uh, community and stuff like that. Totally. Mm. I mean, one of the things is uh, I lament about the current console-based structuring of games is that everything goes through these central servers now that i mean that has some great um positive ramifications because you don't have the same lag latency issues although we're swinging back to that on some games and but what i do miss is the fact that like on steam if there's an old school games you can just run the server app 
that's just yeah. been sitting there yeah. for ages and like, okay. yeah. hey, I want to play t- like the original Counter Strike. I want to play Team Fortress Classic. I want to play any of those old games. Fuck, I think even Sin multiplayer I can still play. Yeah, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Yeah, exactly. And that's the original Star Wars Battlefront Two. Yeah, and that's just because part of the game package is the server. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and now we just don't have that. And oddly, now we're getting things like For Honor, which is still routed through the central servers. So if PSN goes down, you can't play it. But you're basically hosting people. From what I understood, that's how For Honor was designed. So now you're getting the worst of both worlds in a way to offload some of those um, server expenditures. But you still need, because of PSN and Xbox Live, you still need those subscription, those servers up, the network to be up to play these sort of local hosted shit, or sorry, online hosted rather than server hosted stuff. Peer, that's what I'm talking about. So we're in a weird space that I don't agree with, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Well, Paragon is Epic Games as well, isn't it? They've got their own games launcher and all of that sort of stuff i'm not sure you can get any of their games on Steam. i don't believe you can so even if you could still do everything you wanted to with servers and stuff paragon's almost cut off in that way anyway that it's behind that epic games sort of wall yeah i um, mean uh, unless someone finds a way to be able to host it somewhere and and yeah. Do something else, perhaps. I, I, uh, I mean, it is... Yeah, I think Paragons, there's no way to easily retrieve it. I mean, there's always people who download mm. all the things and figure out how to figure out what, like, the server responses need to be and, and brute force their way around. But um, I'm not... As larger developers go, I'm not surprised it's Epic who is doing this. I mean, they're, they've been... Uh, Unreal Tournament 5 has been on the books. It's still in alpha, I think, but it's been open mm. for free download and use to discuss with the public for ages and they're, they take yes. their time and they're really open and transparent. Um, so I'm not in the least surprised that this is what they did. Sorry, that if someone did it, they did it. I'm super surprised that this is the thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Epic games have got, um, Fortnite, yeah. haven't they? Got yeah. And the which... Fortnite money coming in. Yeah, which seems to have taken off massively. Well, it's a, you know, it was Fortnite a free and pub and... PUBG alternative. Yeah, like yeah. which is smart because then if you end up liking the the um, which we call it uh, the I was gonna say Royal Rumble. That's not right. Battle, Battle Royale. Royale. Thank you. <laughs> um, mode you and, and with all the building, you might actually go buy the game. Yes. Yeah. Which I don't think is. is too expensive i wouldn't be surprised Um, if most of their profits are from the loot boxes yeah more than likely yeah more than likely um do you think we're shifting from you know is moba waning in its popularity and we're going more towards these battle royale game modes lucy do you you play any of these no idea because i don't even know what makes a moba a moba so you're asking the completely wrong person here well, but this is a trend. Online, online battle arena, isn't it? Multiplayer online battle arena. Arena fighter. Something. Shrug. <laughs> Let them all that's die. Fair. Let them all die. Let them all I mean, that's, that's actually the premise of, of these battle royales, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Anything could take off, you know, tomorrow. I mean, mm. everything's going to be shoving in a battle royale mode. Oh, my God. Their multiplayer. 
I just realized the best Battle Royale game ever. It's a sword fighting game, but you wear modern clothes, so there's your loot boxes, and it's based in the Highlander universe because there can be only one. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds awful. That's very good. That's very good. Oh, it's also in VR, so you can motion control your sword swipes. Right. I've now outdesigned it to be a piece of garbage more than a piece of garbage it was before in my head. Um, what do you? So, I mean, I don't hear much about MOBAs outside of um, esports, but I know that's because there's it's just quite a niche community that tends not to go to other parts of gaming, from what I understand. Mm. And by that, that I mean like I don't speak Korean. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a MOBA. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, mean, I don't understand those games <laughs> at all. I don't ever intend to. That's fair. It is a. Uh quite a large genre unto itself with loads of different uh, you know loads of different games within it mm-hmm. as well uh, and you know even if you don't pick the big two League of Legends and, um, and Dota you've got uh, is it Heroes of the Storm which is the Blizzard version yeah what's, what's Smite is that, is that Smite a, as well is yes Smite is, yeah. Smite is a MOBA and uh, based on based on gods I believe yeah all kinds of mythologies hmm so, yeah, it's a, it's a big genre unto itself that you either are part of, I think, or you're not. Mm. You know, the people that are within it are very much within the MOBA community. Yeah. And the people that aren't kind of stand at the side and go, point, what is this? Yeah. Why does everybody <laughs> like this? Yeah. What is it? It's not a case of, like, most things in video games where if you don't play it, you absolutely hate it with all liquid rage you can summon yeah um, because that's how <laughs> the internet is but um but yeah people are just like mobas it's just such non nonchalance towards mobas if you don't play bloody them. bloody nerds yeah. uh, bloody nerds <laughs> yes, so like, yes. I, I i care so little about this um genre that i'm not even going to start a flame war i'm just going to completely ignore you yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. i mean what's interesting i imagine that go on I was say, I imagine they war between themselves. Mm. Oh, I like I like League of Legends, which means that Smite must be rubbish. Yeah, the Dotards. The other way round. Well, yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, the lollies and the Dotards. Um, <laughs> the this uh, Smite's interesting because it's actually on consoles, mm. um, which yeah. I find very strange considering how much how much like StarCraft style management. I mean, it was a, a StarCraft. Dota was a StarCraft mod, wasn't it? At one point, or a mod of? Didn't it grow out of one of them Blizzard games? I can't remember. No, I Maybe, but like no, it's 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 very similar as far as how you control units. You just um, have your primary unit, and then the 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 you know you're generating army of low level mobs that that just pop in and out. But you're still clicking, you know. Click on the unit, click on its abilities, point it directed here, over there. I can't so you're imagine. It's a strategy game. Well, it's but definitely. It's just a glorified strategy game. Something like that. So except you, no you don't. No wonder I don't like it. Except you don't get to build bases or buildings, really, or have more than one real smart unit of choice. Um, but but it just seems strange that for such a mouse based type of game that it has such a following on a console. Mm. Yeah, it's Smite has done really well, as far as I know. Especially on Xbox. I think that's where it started. Yeah, I think so too. Did it come to PlayStation later? No, probably. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I think Smite was a little bit more like 
Paragon. I think it's more of a third person. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, camera viewed rather than uh, like an isometric. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, or or sky cam person. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Paragon and Smite. I think with is a third it person. Gigantic, which is the first person one. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I couldn't tell you what Paragon looks like. Like if someone showed me Dota or League of Legends, I'd be able to say that's Dota or League of Legends. I don't know which one's which. But anyway, I'd be able to say that's Dota, that's League of Legends. Couldn't tell you what that's fair. on what the art style is, what perspective it's played from. Yes, that's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, let's move on. I, I've just finished by saying, hopefully, the Paragon devs find themselves something else to do, that this doesn't like kill the team as such that they have uh, other projects to move on to yeah. whether they're just pushed into Fortnite who knows yeah. uh, but as a final point Gigantic is one of the best Pixies songs <laughs> Lucy what have you been playing? Um, uh, I will say that I started Assassin's Creed mm, number one the tutorial no the origins yeah so kind of is number one because oh. it is the origins but anyway um, I prefer to call it Akko. <laughs> yeah, Akko. I started Akko. Um, it's better than it? Akbuf. Which one's that? Oh, Black Flag. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm not no, sorry. being any use to this conversation. <laughs> it's okay, because this conversation is going to be very short, because I started it, I finished a tutorial, and I haven't gone back to it since. Um, have you pet a kitten yet? It, huh? Have you pet a kitten yet? No, and I completely forgot about that, and I'm probably going to fire it up just to one pet a day in the future. Just to pet a cat. I do All you have to do it. is crouch next to a cat. I don't think I've seen any. I think I, I think I saw a mountain lion like attacking hyenas, but yeah, that's pretty. That cool. happens. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm. It's early days, so I'm not going to judge it, but. What I'm thinking of doing is just uh, dropping the difficulty to easy because I can't stand the combat. Oh, really? It's mm. early and you'll probably get um, more shit. upgrades and new weapons and everything, but I just think it's uh, it, 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 it doesn't feel good to me. My opinion may change drastically uh, depending on how far I actually get into it, but right now I'm just like, if, if a group of guys start attacking me it's like oh, i'm gonna die unless i run away <laughs> right take about an hour to heal up and then go back it's just it's all about the bow and arrow yeah 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 because pick pick a few pick most of the guys off first mm. and leave it to maybe just two or three to have to actually uh yeah melee yeah but it's at the moment where my bow and arrow isn't strong enough just to headshot mm. them in one go it's like yeah. As soon as I alert one guy, they're all just going to start running at me. So, right. Yeah. But um, I'll I'll, I'll continue with it. What What did you think of the combat then? Did, did you enjoy it? Um, I I did. Mm. Um, a lot of people have said that the combat was really good. In you know, one of the best things about is it Syndicate yeah. and the other one Unity uh, was the the combat. And as I understand because I haven't played those two. Mm. Uh, it, it's it's different again in Origins. Uh, and I think that's been most people's complaint about Origins, that the combat is, is not as good as it was in those games. Uh, right. But I'm coming from... You know, I played a little bit of Black Flag. I played a little bit of uh, AC3. 
Uh, but like, you know, really, I'm coming from the Ezio games, right? Uh, um, the AC Two Brotherhood and Revelations. Yeah, Revelations. Yeah, um, and as I think as we talked about in the the, the episode that we the last episode. Um, Adol, you mentioned that it's kind of just when you know exactly the timing to counter people, that's all you have to do to be able to defeat anyone in combat. Yeah. Uh, whereas this makes that much more difficult. You actually have to engage with what's happening around you. Right. And you can get, you do, you, you can spend ability points and get things like, um, uh, like a parry with your shield. Uh, so you, you you do open up different combat options mm-hmm. as you sort of level your character up. And for me, I thought it was the best Assassin's Creed combat has been, having not played those yeah, other games, right, which everybody lords for their combat. Yeah. Yeah. So The thing is that I'm coming off uh, not the Ezio uh, trilogy, but I'm coming off Horizon Zero Dawn, which had great <laughs> combat. And this... Uh, it's not doing it for me at the moment. Um, other than that, I w- have been playing, I started today, hmm. a game called Blossom Tales. And that's, a, oh, that's oh, about... Oh, i heard someone speaking. Yeah, I've heard someone talking about this. Is a, this is the game based on my MB Alex teenage years. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's a poor Roseanne joke, don't worry. That's a what? It's not a Roseanne. No, Miami Alec played Blossom in the TV hit sitcom Blossom. She's now she's now Sheldon's um, girlfriend in The Big Bang Theory. That actress. Blossom. North Americans, mate. Yeah, and her brother was Joey Lawrence. No, no, nothing. No, no idea what you're talking about. Hold on, let me just get my uh, little um, time marker. Plaque, take two. So, Blossom <laughs> Tales, tell us about it. Blossom Tales. Uh, Blossom Someone's going to laugh. I'm not sure about that, mate. <laughs> I, I did, slightly. Yeah, we had no idea what you were like. You were just laughing at me, I think. We, uh, anyway. Um, so, uh, Blossom Tales. Blossom Tales. The Sleeping King. Oh. It's, um, it, I played it on Nintendo Switch. It came out uh, probably the very start of the year. Um, or late last year, I'm not sure, but um, it's 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 out on Steam. I think it's been out on Steam for probably about nine months at this point. Um, uh, it is very much a Link to the Past clone. Um, oh, I think I clones... have heard of this. Go on, sorry. Yeah, uh, I think clone's a bit of a harsh word because when you think clone, you probably think you know Star Wars episode very... two. Yes, it's something crap like that, but um. You know, very low budget cash in kind of just trying to evoke the uh, spirit of um, a link to the past and yeah. just you know trying to get people to buy your game. But this is this is not that at all. It's it's very well made. Um, you can see it was lovingly crafted. Um, same like sixteen bit pixel um, art style, uh, kind of top down perspective. It's very much a link to the past. I mean, you, you get a sword, you get bombs, you get arrows, you know, you're slashing at grass looking for secrets um, behind, like, cracked cracked walls and throwing your bombs down, looking for secrets and getting the upgrades and upgrading your, your hearts and your energy meter, etc, etc. 
So it's very much a link to the past, but it's, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I finished uh, one dungeon and I'm about to go into a second dungeon now. Um, I think there's three dungeons in total and there's probably maybe a fourth, I don't know, to defeat the boss or whatever. But Yeah, like a final, yeah. Mm, yeah, but it's, it's basically a link to the past if Link was a girl and hmm. it's... It's it's really fun. It's really enjoyable. Um, I'd suggest it's kind of weird because it's like this is out on Nintendo Switch and the link to the past <laughs> isn't, and that's just so bizarre to me. That is funny. So yeah, it's, it's it's weird. Nintendo, what are you doing? Sort it out. Get Virtual Console on that thing. But um, but yeah, it's basically a story. It's it's like a storybook um kind of thing, like. In, imagine a cartoon and there's two kids with their grandpa and the grandpa's um, telling them this story about this uh, this female knight and everything trying to save the king etc and um, it, it's narrated in that way as if the grandpa's uh, doing things you, you know, telling you the story and the two kids that he's telling the story to they, they're like, uh, you, you know, if you go into an encounter, one kid's like saying, oh and uh, Lily who's the knight, met up with this uh, pirate queen. And I was like, no, it's a, it's, a, uh, it's a ninja or something. The other kids say, no, it's a ninja. And the other one's like, no, it's a pirate queen, ninja, pirate queen. And you can choose which one <laughs> you uh, oh, right. face up against. So yeah. it changes. Um, and, I mean, I'm never going to play this, you know, over again to see the other, uh, mm. what the other option would be. But it's cool that you can have that kind of agency over... Yeah, um, parts of the story in the combat. So that was a nice takes touch. That, takes that narration to sort of the next level. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's I got it for I think eighteen pounds. It's more expensive on Switch, like three or four pounds more on Switch. Nintendo Which is tax. To be, yeah, the Nintendo tax is to be expected by now. But I don't think it's you know a, a ludicrous amount of money um, to have mm. the portability factor. Um, I think it's not like Telltale Batman, which is like five times the price yeah. on Switch, which is just ridiculous. But um, but yeah, I'd say check it out. Nice. Um, awesome. That's cool. I did hear uh, other people talking about it on another podcast, uh, and they were, uh, or at least one of them was complaining about some of the puzzling hmm. in it um, that they found. is it, Almost like a Simon Says type puzzle where you have to repeat... Or do something that someone else has done, and yeah. they found that it was very difficult to do so, and went on a little bit too long. I haven't got. Maybe I just haven't got up to that point yet. Yeah. But I think I, puzzles that I've encountered are, you know, really good. Um, some of them are like the one that I think Simon says um, puzzle that you're on about. This it's probably not the thing, but there was one where it was like different pillars, and they light up, and then you have to you know, uh, select the same ones. It's like each one has a different tone and you have to do the tone in the right order. Yeah, that, like. I think, yeah, that that's what they meant by oh, sort right, of the okay. Simon Says type thing. You have to you have to repeat right. and copy what's what's yeah. happening I've only, in, in order. Yeah, I've only encountered that once and you only had to do it about three times, maybe. Okay. Maybe a later point in the game, you know, they have another one that is much longer. I don't know. But mm. yeah, the puzzles have been really interesting so far. Um Stuff like uh, having to, there's a cauldron of fire and you have to shoot arrows into it so it lights up the next cauldron, which is unlit and so on and so forth, and create a chain. 
and then um, like shoot moss from from like a wall and you know light it on fire so you can get through and stuff like that and and there are other puzzles where you have to um, basically cover the, the, there's tiles on the floor and you have to make them all the same colour um, without going back onto them and mm. yeah it's just it's it's quite it's not challenging at the moment. It's, it's I haven't died so far yet, but um, I like that about it. It's it's not punishing. It's not hard. It's sure. It's quite relaxing just to sit back and chill out with it. But um, yeah, I've only done the first dungeon. I don't know if the difficulty of the puzzles or the combat is going to uh, step up uh, mm. later. But it seems quite generous in the amount of hearts that drop. Right. And, um, nice. If you. Uh, if you do die, I haven't died yet, but I think you are resurrected. If you have these certain um, fairies in in your pocket, and, and just like Legend of Zelda, I mean this game, you know, it it doesn't even hide the fact that it's basically a link to the past. Right. Yeah. It, it's even got like the same same uh, enemy types and everything like that. It is different. Mm. It's, it's different in its hmm. own way, but. It is very much a clone, but not, right. not in the uh, disparaging. Yeah. Way, yeah, yeah, an homage, uh, so I believe you, we call that. Yeah, an homage. Mm. That's a much better term. Yeah, it's a really good homage. So you got to jump back into uh, Boston Tale or Assassin's Creed Origins first, which which is holding you more. Boston Tales for sure. Hmm. So I yeah. Started it today and. You know, I only put it down to have dinner and to record this podcast. Otherwise, I would have just continued playing it. Assassin's yeah, Creed fair. Origins, I can't even remember when I started it. It might have been last week, during the week. I don't know. Right. I don't mm. know. But, um, yeah, I need to give Assassin's Creed a bit more time. But it's just hard when I have a Switch and I can just lie in bed and play. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, that's fair. Mm. And, and nice. when I... When I went into Assassin's Creed, um, as soon as I got into the game, I was like, okay, I've heard it's very big, but how big is it? I went into the map, started scrolling back, scrolling back, scrolling back. Probably scroll back for about five minutes, what it seemed, and the ma- map is massive. And I immediately mm. had an overwhelming sense of anxiety just <laughs> wash over me. It's like, why is this game so big? There's no need whatsoever. It's um, I think almost I, I don't I'm not sure. Maybe I've gamed four or five nights on maybe a three-hour session each of those times, and it's taken me about four weeks to do Assassin's Creed Origins. And that's that's uh, than I would have thought, but yeah, but uh, it's maybe sixty, maybe seventy hours, something like that. Uh, and I have, I've done everything. I've platinumed, oh, wow. platinumed oh, wow. it. So, uh, and it, it, that comes quite easily mm. through gameplay. I've not had to go out of my way. And I remember when I was talking about it, like saying I really enjoyed the setting, really enjoyed Egypt, yeah. and I wanted to explore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when the when the little question mark pops up on your map, I have gone over. I want to go and see what is there. Mm. Uh, so for me at least having this engaging world it was within just within the my my playthrough that i 100%ed it as such yeah. uh so yeah it's 
It's not like some absurd game which wants you to. It's not The Witcher, collect, basically. Collect nine hundred ninety nine oh, moons or something forgot, stupid like yeah, that. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> Should we have another beer? Well, that's yes. a great idea. Yes. Adel, what are you drinking? I'm drinking the Northern Monks Patron Projects uh, 2.03. Uh, it's hard to tell where the name is. Yeah, it's very hard to find the name. It's, uh, it's the Nomad Clan Cross Tank Petrol City of Industry. Uh, it got, it's got Amarillo, Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe, and it is a D, double dry hopped IPA. 6.6%. Okay. I think I've had that one. Can you show? Can... Uh... A graffiti sure wall. Yeah. I'm sure I've had this. Sorry for the listeners. With, with some, um... f- with some old school um, factories in the background. Yeah. Big chimney stacks. Hence the city of industry, which I think is the name. Now that I look mm. at it, it's just yeah. yeah. It's the end of all the text right before they say Northern Monk again. Where, where, where is the city of industry? What city is that? Birmingham. Birmingham, it is Birmingham, yeah. Yeah, I would have guessed, but I don't know. Fuck all about like this it's country. Maybe, looks like it's Digbeth or somewhere like that. Mm. On the, are, the, are, are these words which you is were saying? More of a uh, hipster yes. art yes. deco place nowadays. It's like the cool part of Birmingham these days, isn't it? Yeah, that's why I never go there. <laughs> <I'm> not cool. <laughs> oh, they do have a dear. decent beer shop there called uh, Clink. Nice. Uh, Good for anyone in Birmingham. Um, I'm going to drink a big popper from Electric Bear Brewing Company. It's an IPA. It's 7%. (laughs) You've got a lot of flavour text on this one. Huge amount. Big popper is our biggest IPA to date. We've gone as big on the hot... uh, Sorry, we've gone as big on the oats as we can and added wheat to help bolster the thick and pulpy mouthfeel we all love in New Wave IPAs. A big stash of Amarillo is going into this single hop IPA. From its thick, pillowy head, you'll be hit with big wafts of oozing orange, pulpy grapefruit, and sweet, zesty citrus. This beer is bright and saturated with a herbal, danky background and a gentle, grassy finish. It's a big tropical punch in... It's a big tropical punch of a bevy. <laughs> Drink fresh. Unfined, unfiltered, unpasteurized natural beer. So it's an Amarillo single hopped IPA. Good. Lucy, hmm. what are you going for? I am drinking a beer from Northern Monk Brewing Company, and Ooh, it is snaps. a sour Two IPA called World Gone Sour. Yeah, I realised um, a few weeks ago, it's like I haven't had a sour in absolutely ages. It was probably like summer the last time I had a sour. Yeah. And now I'm just falling back in love with them again. Hence Excellent. Two sours on this uh, podcast. Um, it's 6.2%. 45 IBU, 9 EBC, naturally hazy, and that's all the flavour text you get. that is on there. Yeah. Standard Northern Monk, then. Yeah. Oh, and fair, it's com- coming in a 440 can. 440ml can. So, more beer. Yeah, mine's also Excellent. a 440ml can. There's a standard with the Patriots Project. Yeah, yeah, mine's jumped down to three thirty after my five hundred big boy at the uh, at the start. Uh, Adol, how is yours? Um, it is quite a bit more hazy. I would say it's a light natural honey coloured. As soon mm. as I poured it, you could I could smell the mosaic hops um, and the citra hops again coming out of those. Um, but I definitely can tell the um, other hops are in there. 
Yeah. It's the head has lasted quite a bit, you know, since I poured, which was right when I opened it, right after I spoke about it. Um it's still lingering. Um I'm not getting a huge nose off of it. I don't know if that's I'm a little because I'm a little bunged up, but um I get the citrus but not a whole lot else. Okay. Oh, that's really refreshing though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm getting a little bit of mango passion fruit, but it's kind of understated. I can't tell what it mm. is, but right after the initial taste, it kind of dips lower. I don't know how to describe that. Well, which we just, there just gives a volume and depth to the taste that, um, uh, uh like for example, the session IP I, I had before was just sort of off, off flavor profile went, went through this sort of just started with something and then sort of dropped lower and a lot more is happening that I'm not really quite sure what all the tastes are. Um, okay. But it is quite refreshing. It also leaves you wet. Almost no lingering bitterness, which for an IPA is kind of surprising uh, at 6%. Mm. But again, yours managed to do it as well, Ben. Um, sure. It's really excellent. I, I'm probably going to have to t- Good. say something else uh, once I get actual tastes in my mouth. Keep, keep having sips, Lucy. How's Ooh. yours? Uh. I, I can't say I'm much of a fan. Um, it, okay. It, 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 this tastes like it has more coriander in it than like the last beer I had. I'm not sure if they actually put coriander in it, but getting quite a weird coriander um, aroma. And then when you taste it, it's it's quite soapy in um, mm. in its taste. Um, there's a bit of bitterness on the end. Perhaps that's what they were going for with a sour IPA. They wanted that bitterness, but it just it's just it's weird. I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on what they were trying to aim for because, I mean, I've never had a sour IPA before. Mm, um, no, no. But I'm I'm not a fan, mm. unfortunately. Um, it's making me appreciate the beer that I had uh, before this a lot more. Um, it's not very sour. Uh, which, if you're looking for a sour beer, um, might upset you, but I I don't know. It's like sour at the start and bitter at the end, but it's it's. I don't think that works. I don't think because the bitterness it doesn't taste like, you know, the uh, a typical bitterness that you get on the IP at the end of an IPA. It tastes sort of like soapy bitterness. I, I don't know how yeah. to explain it otherwise, yeah. but um, yeah, it just seems a bit off for having a sour beer with a bitter finish. As bitter mm. as this is. Yeah, I'm not really much of a fan, unfortunately. Mm. Oh dear. Mm. Never mind. How's yours? But you've had you've had one decent yeah, sour. Yeah. 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 I've had three sour beers today and this is not what I was looking for to end uh, the day with. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to go and find a fourth yeah. somewhere. Hunt one out. Yeah. Um the the big popper 7% IPA. It's it, unmistakably Amarillo on the nose and in the flavour. Um, the the flavour is matched quite well. The Amarillo, the hoppiness, it does have those... Those oats do push through quite heavily. Um, and actually, it makes it a little bit more... Almost kind of bready. Um... It, it kind of pulls away from the hop quite well, 
and I think the two pair excellently you know mm-hmm. within this beer the way that they've been able to balance those two sort of things out I mean on the nose it, it's it's almost all amarillo but in the flavor that oatiness just does does pull it down very slightly there's no way I'd know that this was seven percent at all um and it's got a very light bitterness to finish. It's kind of murky, I would say. It's very murky. Yeah, I've got a couple of things to say about my beer. Um, yep. Now that I've had some chance to sort of process, um, what was throwing me off was it's been a while since I've had sort of the a beer with more floral herbal. Mm. Like yeah. I, I'm getting a bit of... I want to say like a pine grass sort of thing going on as well as sort of some light flower amidst the, um, you know, light citrus. Um, it kind of tastes like if you took sort of the citrusy tropicalness, um, and I was mentioning earlier, sort of the melded well, but didn't have any specific taste coming out and you just sort of isolated, um, the citrus a little more. And then you, you, you threw some, some, a little bit of, just a little bit of freshly chopped grass and then and some pine and um yeah and so that just threw me off because it was sort of very reminiscent of what i had before and then as soon as i had a few sips sure. to like let that go out of my system i was like oh there's there's more going on here and um so that depth is definitely having some more herbal notes than i've had in a beer in a while so it just took me a while to, to, to notice it um it's really quite excellent yeah nice good Good that it can, uh, uh, you know, those those notes can start to come out a little more after you've drank it. Maybe the other beer has faded away. Yeah, that's what I, I figure. Uh, um, the pineness yeah. sort of comes out just before the finish, sort of sort of adds a bitterness, and then that disappears quite well, quite quickly. But then the regular bitterness of just the beer kicks in, and it and 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 slow and quite quick. Well, medium fades away, so you have the satisfying wet mouth feel with a bit of bitterness lasting. Well, you definitely had this hit mm. of kind of pine, sort of herbal bitter right before the finish comes, which sort of perks you up for this sort of more mellow. Um, yes. So anyway, uh, those are my thoughts on the beer now that we've rounded back around. <laughs> Good. Um, should, we, should we talk about the game that we, um, that we played last night, unless you have another game at all to bring to the table? No. Let's play that game. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this game. Star Wars Battlefront 2. No. I'm not... just going to hang up now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I think you mean... <laughs> I, I want to call it... Not the original. Yeah. The new... Star Wars Battlefront new. 17. Yes. Can, I, yes. can you play as a Ewok? No. No Ewok. Um, actually, it depends. It depends <laughs> on your interpretation of Star Wars lore. If you think that... Um, some toxic sludge hit an Ewok and then a lot of time passed and that's what made Yoda, then yes. That's that's horrifying. (laughs) Or Wookiees have travelled back in time but they're the evolved version of Ewoks from about 10,000, 100,000 years in the future but came back to that time to exist within the same do you remember that scene from time. robocop where uh one of the dudes i can't remember i want to say remy or something um 
is in the truck and then uh, Red Foreman goes, can you fly, Johnny, or whatever? And he goes, what? And he throws him and then he gets hit by the toxic waste and he's just like, and he's all like greenish and sort of quite like, it's it's really disgusting. He's melty but smooth. That's (laughs) that's totally what, if, if that happened to an Ewok, it would just look like Yoda. <laughs> and you might have to change his ears a little bit, yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Okay, okay. So time passes. So time passes. Your ears keep growing, as we know. Old people have yeah, big ears. So eight hundred years of ear growth done. Yeah, yeah. Yoda's just toxic good, adventure good Ewok is what I'm saying. <laughs> a good God, a good theory. Yeah. Um, we played a lot of the the co-op arcade mode right yes uh, last night and i think the thing the the main thing we took away from it was even within that the what are they, i can't remember what they're called like the ability cards the star cards yeah. are so ingrained within the oh, system yeah, that that loot boxes are the main f- driving force of the upgrade and kit equipment kind of system really uh for them to remove loot boxes in a way that they were purchasable with real world currency or whatever they did to change the issue that everyone was up in arms about when the game or before even before the game had released is so ingrained that they cannot change the game yeah as such totally. uh and that it's not broken because of it it's just a bit more i don't know i mean whilst we were playing the co-op neither of us equipped any any equipment we came with just the stock yeah equipment for that class or character really frustrating is that um by looking at the the list of weapons a lot of the um classes had sort of you could have two types of weapons. Like the officer could have a really sort of high-powered, accurate pistol or like a sniper rifle. The heavies seem to have like a, a, a rapid-fire thing or some other thing. I say some other thing because although we could tell that there were sort of two classes of weapons and then multiple iterations of that class, like you know, mm. um, choices within that, you were only given one weapon per class. So even when you were I thought, oh, well, this will be good. I'll be able to test a bunch of classes and see see you know, how it goes. And it's like, well, I don't even know half of the officer class. Like, I, I don't yeah. because we'd have to have used money to or points or credits or whatever to unlock a gun just to see well, what think... sniping is like in the game. There was literally no way to yeah. play as a sniper right off the bat. Well, I think the, the guns were locked behind leveling uh, up whatever. within yeah. the multiplayer. Right. So it's it's weird that the co-op arcade mode which was you know which is couch co-op it's not over the internet is 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 hampered by you having to have played multiplayer mm-hmm. uh that that didn't come across in single player at all like that you don't have to worry about that within single player you can go in you can just bang through the campaign and did you have a lot of weapons choice your... in the campaign or was it just by the nature of the narrative that it made sense that you didn't you did, and I think you started off with very limited, and as you went through the game, you picked up more weapons as you went through and then could use them in later levels and things. Uh, but to have 
even something as simple as an arcade cup because really you might only want this game to play through the single player and to play with your friend sat on your sofa to have one of those parts locked behind having to have progressed in another mode is absurd that's that's ridiculous totally. that co-op arcade mode isn't completely open and is almost like the sandbox version of the game for you to be able to equip what you want to use whatever weapons you want it's kind of that that's mm, that's lame it's arcade mode yeah right it's like having a fighting game and none of the characters are unlocked yeah, you get in two the, characters yeah in the just want to play put the disc in play with your mate yeah yeah two characters uh, was it Ryu or Ken? Yeah, was it you, Ben, who came over to play DBZ, the Xenoverse One, with me? And yes, we were like, oh, yeah. there's like four characters of the sixty-seven thousand in the game that we could play right off yeah. the bat in versus mode. So we ended well, up playing I first player, didn't we? Just just try and unlock shit we so did. we could play yeah, the yeah. game against each other. Yeah, mm. I mean that was the thing have... back in the day. Sometimes you know like you have to actually unlock. The well, roster you... nowadays are just like here you go, here you go. If you want more characters, you can pay for them in DLC. But that was yeah, that was fine when mm. you unlocked a character and all you had to do was do a, a twenty or thirty minute run through, yeah, and you know defeat five or ten other characters, and at the end you get you know character A or character B. Mm. Man, you and you got to play better games if that's what the characters <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing video game. Yeah, you're playing the computer, semicolon, the computer game. You're... Uh, <laughs> 2D but fighter it's, mode. It, yes, yeah. Uh, I seem to remember that when Street Fighter V released, you only had about 10 characters and then they've because they've just brought out season two which has added like another five or six characters season one added maybe another six characters and suddenly you're getting uh, a decent roster you know you're mm. getting maybe 20 or something characters to choose from all from the street fighter pantheon of the last four plus all the iterations of those games uh and funny you come up with Dragon Ball at all mm. because the new Dragon Ball Fighters oh, I, has just come out and I've heard nothing but really good got, things about it yeah mm. that's got a huge absolutely massive roster of characters I believe yeah. uh, which makes sense in uh, from an, a, a game based upon an anime which is hundreds of episodes long featuring hundreds of characters mm-hmm. uh, so uh, it, it, it is disappointing that Battlefront 2 just doesn't have that kind of sandbox mode that you would almost expect arcade to be or that at least arcade allowed you to unlock things within arcade mode Mm -hmm. you know complete level one unlock the second gun for every class Uh, complete level two unlock i don't know an extra grenade or some something like that or an upgraded grenade or some shit whatever yeah decide to do but yeah to lock it behind multiplayer a completely different game mode which you may never want to play is just a big thumbs down. A big mm. thumbs down. Compared to the single player, which I really enjoyed. Oh, that's good. It's a really it's a really good Star Wars story. Yeah? Is it? Yeah, it is. I'm shocked. Yeah. 
I know. Just, just I was because as well, of actually. what people have, you know, said about it. <laughs> mm, mm. But how have you enjoyed few... it? Like, did you enjoy the spectacle, or did you actually enjoy the story? I think I enjoyed the. I think I enjoyed both, mm. but probably the spectacle a little yeah. bit more. And I, you know, I fucking love Star Wars. Mm. I consume as much Star Wars as I can. Mm. So, this is just another. And now that this is canon, unlike oh, is everything it? I'd consumed okay. before mm-hmm. 2016, which now isn't fucking canon. Uh, you see, this is what yeah. I hate about canon. Because it's fiction. You can make anything up and it doesn't matter. Yeah, of course you can. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's canon or not. And when nerds get so incensed about canon, oh my god. It's fiction! uh, Exactly. I'm almost (laughs) infuriated by other people being infuriated. It's fiction. Fair enough. If it was, like, historical fact... Someone was like, "Oh no, no, that didn't happen." Nazis actually won World War Two. <laughs> Fair enough, but this is just the imagination of George Lucas. It's not real people. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> yes, I'm looking yes. forward to playing it now when it comes to uh, EA Access. It definitely will come to EA Access. Oh, yeah. It's only a matter of Probably. Time. Uh, well, we were, we were saying this last night, weren't we? That um, even though it got such a bad reception within the gaming media and community... Yeah. It's still done gangbusters. It was like the second best-selling yeah. game mm. of the holiday period. Yeah. Uh, only behind, like, uh, Call of Duty, I think. Uh, you know, two big first-person shooty games. It is Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, that yeah. up. Mm. Uh, Ado, how did you feel about it? Uh, I thought, um, yeah, I have the same worries about. Uh, you've now made me want to actually play the single player. I didn't really have an mm. urge to before. Uh, I thought split screen was oddly interesting. It's been so long since I've done a split screen yes. sort of <laughs> yeah. first or third person game, and because of uh, the aspect ratios of a 69 screen, you, you see a lot more to the left and right than you need to, and you don't see as much up and down, um, which was interesting. It was like, oh, huh, I kind of value that vertical space, and this kind of sucks. Mm. It was fine for what we were doing. Um, I also thought it was hilarious, given that the standard is 1080p for consoles, how small some of the text was to read the descriptions of things. Oh, it was God, that really was awful, awful, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like, what, are you just pretending everyone has a 4K TV or are you playing on the PC with a higher resolution? You'll fuck yourselves. Yeah, or some people, yeah. you know, might need that larger text yeah. in terms of accessibility. Um, but I was actually... I we, we, we could read titles, but we couldn't read any flavor like, text at all. I leaned in and I could make out, but even the, the words themselves were blurry, so it wasn't just that, like... Mm. Like, it was the case that even if you were right next to the screen, it wasn't crisp. It was like, these, this font is not appropriate yeah. for this resolution, yeah. which is ridiculous for such yeah. a huge game. Um, I also was quite actually disappointed with the lightsaber, the feel of lightsaber battles. Um, once mm. you got a hero, which a few of the levels in the co-op campaign are just play as heroes. We tried to alternate who got the lightsaber because who who doesn't want to fuck around with lightsaber. And yeah, you kill really quickly with it, but it doesn't feel mm. that great. And a lot of it is like, yeah. a lot of it is like, hit this button and charge, and you'll swipe four times in a row. And if there's four guys in front of you, they'll all die. And like, and because it's a shooter, even in third person mode, as you're like swinging away, you don't really get it. 
like he the character has to swing left and right or whatever and you don't really get a feel for what like a good hit what the hitboxes are and what the best way of doing mm. that was i think the worst was actually the emperor with his lightning because it visually spreads quite wide and it, it hits people and it but does like fuck all damage and i couldn't tell if that was we i realized after we played that level that it might have just been that i wasn't really using my aiming like the crosshairs are reticule that much Mm. Um, because it mm. didn't like the animation and the way it was displayed didn't seem to mean make it seem like it mattered. But at the same time, no one was really dropping after like five seconds of being electrocuted. Um, I was like, well, "This is dumb." And it's like, "Oh, maybe I need to try and headshot, even though it's a broadly animated electricity. And if they get hit on the periphery or whatever, it looks the same. But maybe I need to aim for the head so that the hitbox gets hit." But nothing in the game is telling me I'm doing this poorly because I've hit the guy mm. with electricity. He's kind of getting damaged, not really reacting very quickly. I guess that's what electricity does. I don't know. Um, so the heroes were, the non-gun-based heroes were kind of disappointing in the way they gameplay felt. They clearly out-damage mm. regular gunplay characters um, and even uh, hero gunplay characters. Quite often, the the bladed characters just win because they're doing more damage. It just doesn't feel that great doing it, which is really a shame. Um, yeah. One of yeah. one of the things we noticed was we played through the entire light side co op missions and half of the dark side ones a, a bit. There was zero yep. of the vehicular spaceship things in co op. Mm. In in arcade, yeah, no no vehicle or, or starship fights at all. Yeah, and so it was just like oh. I thought that was part of this game. I was kind of looking forward to it. And I wonder if it's just because you lose so much um, of your viewing and it's a 3D space that it would actually be quite shitty to be in split screen and not have up and down or yeah, something. Maybe. But it just was kind of surprising because it was only after we sort of said, okay, we're done. It was like, oh, wait, we never really played with vehicles, which was supposed to be a big mm. part of this game. Um, so I will play it. Um if the, I'm, it really depends on how OP the people who've been playing since Christmas have gotten with their star cards and stuff, because I, kn I know that's an issue, having looked at the star cards and having seen how... Ha, not only... The, so the star cards will let you do whatever you do better, but also with like your powers and whatnot, but also you have to have been playing the game to get access to better weapons, and you will accelerate mm. better if you have better cards. And it's like, oh, well, I see the treadmill you designed, you assholes. But now it's a really yeah. question of if Ben and I hop online as newbies a month and a, a month-ish after it came out, will we be competitive at all given that Ben's all right and I'm not all right? <laughs> We're going to be slaughtered. <laughs> yeah, but like, I was okay. As soon as we spawn, just instantly kill. Yeah, the, the other... is like all online multiplayer Well, so the, the, reason, the reason why I liked Battlefield 1 so much was even though I was never great at on, on the scoreboard, or rather, I was never, never that great shooting-wise, but there were other things to do, and if we worked as a team... I, you know, I would end up doing all yeah. right on the scoreboard if we worked it decently as a squad. But I know that licensed games, particularly start like no one ever wants to just work their way up to be the hero. No one's going to be playing yeah. as a squad. I, I, I this won't be like a battlefield game where everyone's trying to work together because so much of this game is driving to per, is designed for personal objectives. Get your star cards so you can get to the hero faster. Well, and then when you're a hero, the whole point is just run buck wild because you're going to be really hard to take down. So at what point am yeah, I supposed yeah, to talk to my squad and organize defending the base? 
if I need to do mm. a lot of kills to get the hero so that I can kill everyone really more easily. Yeah, yeah, completely. Uh, it definitely falls down from Battlefield 1 in that regard. Mm. Um, I, I think we'll finish our Battlefield, uh, Battlefront 2 conversation. Uh, and I think the final point I'll make on it is that actually, even though it's a game about lots of different lots of different races lots of different species it's actually quite a racist game because we got to the end right to the end of the light side arcade mode and we played a variety of heroes i think we played almost all of the heroes mm. bar john boyega's character Finn. Finn. Exactly. And then suddenly, in the last mission, he was available to play. And his animation is him looking scared around the battlefield. You think, ah, yeah, fuck you here. Everyone else, it's really interesting. Everyone else's animation was like really positive and like staring forthrightly forward. Yeah. And his... everyone, everyone. Go on. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Please. Yeah, so so everyone's looking forward. You know, they might have a movement when you like go over their um, their character to highlight the hero in the hero selection screen or whatever. Um, like when you're looking at your collection to see what you've unlocked. Of all the unlocked characters, they all are looking forward. Some of them might like do a salute or a move, but none of them move. And <laughs> and Finn literally starts with his back to to the camera, mm. and then swivels forward and looks kind of scared. And you're like, what? It's probably because uh, John Boyega gave him so much crap on Twitter. With Battlefront <laughs> 1. <laughs> he was like, dude, so I need a story mode. Where is it? Yeah. And, it, yeah, we're like, well, F you. But it was really, it was really <laughs> weird. To the point where, like, once we noticed it, Ben and I had to, like, we went through all of the characters. So, like, the only yeah, other person who had a slight movement sort of back mm. forward was Leia, who, like, did a purposeful, like sort of un- turn, turn. Yeah. like she was like confident stare. 45 degrees away from the camera confident move to square on and like looking like fuck you i was like oh okay i see how it goes yeah but but through the arcade you played as every other character well there's the yeah and then suddenly and suddenly finn's there and like redundant Finn. Yeah, and that's how who wants to be here that's how we noticed know? it because we're like oh we unlocked yeah, like, yeah. okay let's look at all like because we were looking at what abilities and cards and what we had unlocked because we're like well shit now Ben has 10,000 credits. What can he get? And all the heroes we played through were available plus Finn. And we're like, we didn't get to play as Finn. Like, he's just there? Like, it makes sense that, mm. like, the, these characters who are available in Arcade are, are the ones that you just get off the top. Finn's just like, you get him. Doesn't matter. We don't give a shit about him. And then so when we highlighted <laughs> him and he did this weird scared turn, because we're like, oh, Finn, mm. we've never seen him in this game. We're like... Wait, why is he doing that? That's super weird. <laughs> is, Wolfenstein, is, Wolfenstein Two's got nothing on, oh dear. on, uh, oh dear. on Battlefront Two. Is like Ray in it? Is oh yeah, she she is, play, yeah we played as Ray. You play as Ray. Oh, right, yeah, in a couple, right. in a couple of arcade modes, perhaps. Oh yeah, multiple characters you played more than once. Who yeah. knows? Mm, mm. Let's talk about our favorite beers this episode. Move on from racism. Um, Al, you've had two beers. Well, 
Two and a half. Which did you one prefer? And two and a half, good lord. One and a half. Uh, okay. it's, the, it, and it's half. the Northern Monks um, 2.03 City of Industry. Um, the I love Brew by Numbers. I think they do really good things. This Session IPA um, is not my favorite by them. Um, I think it just was a little... It was really enjoyable and, like like I said, really refreshing in what I would want on a, on a sunny, brisk day, whether in fall or spring. Um, yeah. But it just doesn't have anywhere near the depth that this city of industry has sure it just it's, it's such an interesting beer um there's what five hops going on four four hops going on and they all meld really well um and ha- i think what really sealed the deal was it has a similar start like the the initial taste is very similar to the brew by numbers and then it does all these other things. So it's like, oh, right. Mm. You can have this taste in more. And it's impossible <laughs> for me to be like, when that more is also good, to be like, well, I like this one more. It's just mm. not going to happen. Yeah. It's yeah. just more dynamic. It's a more dynamic beer. It's really great. If you can track down the city of industry, um, I would highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the big popper from Electric Bear. The Fierce and Noble Double IPA was good. It's not that juice bomb that I was expecting. It's 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 quite well made. The alcohol came through a little bit within there, uh, but the big popper. You 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 cannot tell this is seven percent at all, not at all. I could drink this beer all day. Nice, nice. And even though it's a single hopped, it's Amarillo. Having that higher oat content changes, of course, the the profile. Mm enough that it gives it a little bit more sort of sweetness yeah uh it's almost maybe a little bit more uh it's not it's not a fruity sweetness it's it's it is that kind of maybe a little bit more toffee or caramelly kind of uh hint to it and that balances the the amarillo really really well and and again yeah i could drink this beer all day so I think my favourite, even though the, the, the Fierce and Noble double IPA, it's nothing wrong with it at all. Good beer. Uh, definitely one to pick up if you want a double IPA, which isn't a uh, juice bomb, mm. but still has those juicy, those fruit, tropical fruity elements to it. Uh, the Big Popper does what, it's, what it wants to do and does it very, very well. Uh, so yeah, definitely the, the Big Popper for me. Uh, Lucy. Mm. I think we know, but yes. <laughs> what is your favourite beer? Well, I tried to uh, pour out the rest of the World Gun Sour, uh, yeah. get a bit of the yeast in. Made no difference. It, it's just, Aww. yeah, it's, it's, it tastes a bit soapy. I don't think the bitterness of an IPA tacked on to the sourness of a Goes or Berlina Wise works yep. at all. I, Maybe it does for some some people, but it just doesn't work for me. It's not really what I'm expecting from a sour beer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, you know, retroactively made me really quite appreciate the uh, fennel goes from Partisan that yeah. I had, first mm. of all. Um, very subtle flavours, but um, subtle in the right way. Nothing's overpowering. Mm. And with stuff like coriander, um, I don't think I'd want that to overpower a beer, because... Um, in the case of the sour IPA, it's overpowering that, and it's actually got quite a soapy um, taste. Um, but yeah, it's really well balanced, really subtle. Um, it's it's just a really nice, refreshing, 
beer that you don't kick, mm. kick your uh, session off with, uh, the fennel goes from party zone. So yeah, that's my favourite beer this week. Nice, nice. It's it kind of makes you think that we we get these like style crossovers, things like black IPAs, which which can work really well, mm. but maybe occasionally you get a bad example of. Uh, I think last week I had the it was called a white pale but was very clearly kind of uh, uh, trying to be a wheat beer mm-hmm. crossed with a pale ale yeah. um and now you've got this sour IPA that maybe there are certain styles which should just not be <laughs> forced together yeah. perhaps mm. it doesn't work unfortunately mm. it's first sour mm. IPA I've had to be fair and It'll yeah. likely be the last. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a shame because yeah. we might find that actually someone out there can make a very yeah. good sour Makes IPA. You know, yeah. that's that is the exact combination of beer they've been waiting for mm. to really show people what they can do with making a beer. Yeah. But you're sort of now put off from yeah. having it. I mean, I'll always try new beers you know i'm someone who's like never wants to have the same beer twice on this podcast but um Mm, because i love mm. trying out new beers and new uh combinations but i mean it seems that northern monk are pretty um confident in it because it it looks like it's going to be a mainstay it's um yeah in the uh in the same style as some of their other you know some of their other beers that are just stay on shelves and aren't seasonal or anything so mm. I don't know but um, yeah not for me that's fair okay yeah yeah that's fair enough nice uh, Adel if people would like to talk to you over the internet about things or play games with you how would they do that I'm at the Omniarch on all of the things except Twitch that's T-H-E-O-M-N-I-A-R-C-H uh, I don't twitch, so don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you do twitch just in your sleep. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> and, and when I game, yes, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that's me. Um, yeah, how about you? Me, uh, I'm at Nova underscore forty seven almost everywhere. Uh, Twitter, PSN, search for Nova underscore 47. You'll find me on Steam as well, even though my name's slightly different. I still come up because it's my name. It's not my ID tag. It's my name as such or whatever You, you can change that. Does. It's just confusing. But you yes, exactly. It. Oh, and if you want my Switch code, which I have a Switch, um, just tweet me or message me on any of the other fucking ways of contacting. Yes. <laughs> then I'll look it up. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you don't know it off the top of your head. No. You know, just you retain I, that 12-digit, 16-digit code. I, I kind of want to just start giving random ones and seeing who gets ninja requests. But, mm. you know. Write, write in to us <laughs> if you've, uh, you've, you've had a request for Adel, very coincidentally. Uh, Lucy, how do people talk to you? Uh, I'm going to break convention. And I'm going to actually read the Switch code out. Whoa! Silence, please. Too long, forget it. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) I was actually going to, but I'm not reading those 12 digits. Um, Juicy Loose 9, fun. PlayStation and Xbox, and at Beerresistible underscore on the tweeters. Nice. 
You can tweet all of us at tanktap underscore cast on Twitter. Uh, email us any thoughts you have about the podcast, any feedback you want to give us. Talk to us about the beers that you've been drinking or the games that you've been playing. Uh, tanktapcast at gmail.com. You can go to outoflives.net to look at articles, listen to other podcasts. Uh, and of course, we are available on your podcast service of choice. You're already listening to us on your podcast service of choice. What bother would it be to you to rate and review us? None! That's what bother it would be. Mm. Go now. <laughs> Go now, good sirs yes. and madams and dukes and duchesses and... Esquires. Any, any esquires. I totally any thought you were going to say escorts. <laughs> <laughs> Lords and ladies and dames and... Any other excellent names that I can give you, go go and review and rate us because it puts us higher up the chart. It gives us a larger audience. It puts us to more people and broadens the conversation. So do that. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Ciao. If you're if you're gonna do sing the chicken dance and move, you have to move with by doing the chicken dance. The the birdie song.